Hi, my name is Tony Allen, and for the longest time, I've been searching for a platform to get my message out for my online ministry, Signet4713.com. Then I came across Anchor, and this was the perfect fit and platform for my online ministry. It's user-friendly, and Anchor provides every avenue for free to allow your voice to be heard. Without Anchor, my voice and dreams would still be solid. My platform with Anchor allows me to spread the gospel to the world. I highly recommend anyone seeking a medium to be heard not to think twice. Just join this magnificent team at Anchor and watch your dreams come true. God bless. Hi, brothers and sisters. This is Tony Allen with Signet4713.com, Audio Gospel Way. Today's episode is titled, No Charge. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, God freely gave mankind all that is within the earth, no charge. All the food bearing trees, all the cattle of the field, all the fish of the sea, and all the minerals, fine metals of the earth. So, why do we find ourselves having to pay for the things that was freely given by our Heavenly Father? You want to know why? We've been duped by the enemy, and we have bought into the world system. Now, this is something that happened thousands of years ago. But Jesus came back to restore that. And when we pray that for the Father's prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So this is a prayer where we're looking for God to give us our provisions. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So the kingdom way is not to have debt and not to ha- and to forgive your debtors. So uh, for, for God to freely give, we should be freely giving. This is what this prayer is saying in that sense. Um, but uh, generally speaking, God's uh, way was not for man to toil for anything. Now, when we go back to the Old Testament, this is where Adam fell, okay, when uh, the enemy deceived Eve with ungodly counsel, and Eve chose to walk in that counsel, she in turn passed that same counsel over to Adam, and he walked into that same counsel. Now, both of them knew and understood that God commanded them not to walk in that counsel. In other words, do not eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, talking about the enemy, devil, the Satan, that serpent. So God spoke on this. He said, do not, in a sense, take that counsel and walk into it. 
they did, and they lost the blessing. So Jesus had to come and replace the first Adam. He came as the second Adam. And his whole purpose was to restore what the first Adam had broken. Okay, so Jesus was the bridge for us to have God provide our provisions. In this time, in this day, and in this age, as it is in heaven, so it shall it be on earth. Basically what Jesus the prayer was saying. So let's, let's read a little bit of scripture about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. As it is written in Genesis, New King James Version, chapter 2, verses 8, 9, 15, and 16. The Lord God planted the garden eastward of Eden. Uh, and there he put the man who he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Alright, now... Verse 15, as it is written, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Let's stop right there. Now, in this statement, what God is doing, he's given provision and he's given a command. So, the command is... Um, and, and well, the provision in this sense is that all the food is already provided for you. Okay, you may freely eat of anything that I put put there for you to um to freely eat. So, um, when Adam was there, the first garden, he didn't have to pay for anything. All these things were provided. God was the source. He is the source. All right. So, as it is written, as uh, as we go on and proceed. God said, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. All right, so the knowledge of good and evil, <clears throat> the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So uh, let me just ask you, ask this question, um, and I'm not trying to be, um, you know, um, derogatory or, or just, just, um, I can't get the word that I'm trying to express, but when you hear the word knowledge and you think of a tree, what comes to mind? Okay, first of all, a tree cannot think. All right, let's just, let's just understand that. A tree does not have the ability to think as we do. So in this sense, it's a command speaking when he says the knowledge of good and evil. Now we're talking about eating and in a sense we're talking about fruit. He's talking about the words that's coming from that tree which means the devil. Do not listen to the ungodly counsel from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The devil. You should not eat. You, you should not absorb those words or you should not walk in those words or you should not Receive that ungodly counsel. This is basically what God is saying. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now, what happened? Adam did it. Okay. He and Eve, <clears throat> they both took of, the, of that knowledge and they walked in it and they lost a the blessing. All right. So this is why Jesus had to come back and repair what Adam 
once had broken. All right, so um, God's plan for mankind was for us only to take care of what he has created, okay? Not to take what isn't ours and put a price on it. So, in a sense, when God freely gave all the herb-bearing seeds and all these things for food, minerals, all these things that he provided, he didn't ask us to, in return, pay our way. This was freely given, all right? So, but when Adam and Eve failed to sin, evil defiled the earth and greed gained access into the heart of mankind. Now, this is basically, um, we have, at that point, we have bought into the world system, meaning um, uh, what Satan has basically came and um, um, pretty much um, got the whole world and society to buy into. So, um, generations have been doing this, including to this very day. We are still walking in darkness in a sense that we don't understand that we are actually in the new garden on earth. Jesus came for that reason. This is why the Bible says the second Adam, referring to Jesus. Why did they use Adam? Because Adam is a reference back to the Garden of Eden. So if we have a second Adam in this day and age, meaning Jesus, Jesus came to bridge the gap, meaning we are in the new garden. That's why uh, Jesus and his teachings refers everything to sowing and reaping, meaning um, you have to plant seeds to get our harvest, and at some points we have to have a farmer or a gardener. Um, who is that? That is our Heavenly Father. Jesus said, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser or the farmer, and we are branches that are a part of the vine. So as long as we are attached to the vine, which means Jesus, when we are walking in his way, when we have the word in our heart, which means Jesus is in our heart, we have the word in our heart, Jesus and the word and God are all the same. Okay, so... When we are walking with Jesus, we can't help but grow, number one, and number two, bear fruit. All right? So what is the fruit that Jesus is asking us to bear? He's not asking us to go out there and uh, accumulate money. That's not the issue. That's something that's going to get added freely. What he's asking us when, we, when he says bear fruit He's saying, speak on those things that I have spoken on, meaning let the word uh, come out of your mouth and speak things into existence as I have. So this is being fruitful. Uh, not only in that sense, he's asking us to also win souls for the kingdom of, of God, for, for, for heavenly purposes. So <clears throat> bearing fruit... Um, uh, for Jesus is winning souls for the kingdom, speaking all those things that Jesus spoke on. All right. So when Adam fell, like I said, the earth got defiled when he when he ascended, and greed gained access into the heart of mankind. All right. So the enemy 
basically the devil has uh, manipulated and basically figured out a way to get everybody, the whole population of this world, to buy into his system, the world system. All right. So this is when poverty became reality. All right. But God never intended or never created us to be poor or to live in poverty. Why? Because when he created all, he freely gave all, including his only begotten son. So it was never for pay your way living. It was never that type of a plan uh, that God had for mankind. This was not his intention. This happened when Adam, the first Adam fell. But the good news is we have Jesus. But the problem we have right now, people don't know the truth. People don't understand the truth. People are still walking and living into the old system, which means the old garden, and uh, feeling unworthy and still thinking that the things on this earth doesn't freely belong to them. It does. All right. The things that God put in the earth freely belongs to all, not just those that somehow manage to gain control. Right. So <clears throat> let me just say it this way. When Abraham, uh, when God established the, the covenant with Abraham, he uh, gave him provisions of land. He could have easily said, hey, Adam, let, I mean, Abraham, listen, I want you to go to <clears throat> this country. And if you look under this particular area in that country, you will find nothing but gold. That was not God's intention for Adam or Abraham to walk around with gold. Now, these things was added benefits. If you read how uh, how Abraham walked with God and how he was just constantly blessed, all these things were just freely given. Now, but God said, I want you to go over and take land. OK, he wanted him to take land. God was not uh, shelling out gold and silver into his pocket. That was not, um, these were added benefits <clears throat> as part of the inheritance of the land. All right, so uh, to get back on my message, <clears throat> uh, he freely gave all, including his only begotten son. Take notice what Jesus said to his disciples in, the, in this scripture in John 6, uh, New King James Version, uh, verses 5 through 12. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, to test Philip, for he knew, Jesus knew himself what he would do, right? All right, so verse 7 says, Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little, all right? So <clears throat> Jesus never intended to take the money. Now watch this, right? So notice that Jesus has never considered paying for anything that the Father God had freely given. Why didn't Jesus just multiply the mammon? Why didn't he just take the, the, the 200 denarii? I mean, he could have prayed on it and multiplied it um, and have his disciples run out to the marketplace and buy food. He could have done so. But he didn't. 
There is so much teaching in this passage. What Jesus was teaching them was not to put their faith and trust in money and to rely solely on God for their provisions and their needs. All right, so verse 8 reads, One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? All right, Jesus said, Make the people sit down. All right, stop right there. This is very important, very important. What he was teaching without them understanding is that when he said, make the people sit down, he said, you need to rest in me. I will provide your provisions. Rest in me. Sit down is, is, is um, a characteristic of rest. It's um, It displays that you don't have to toil for your, for your food or, or for the things that God has freely given. Make them sit down, and I will, f basically Jesus said, I will be feeding them. So now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down, and number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise to, to the fish as much as they wanted. So verse 12 reads, So when they were filled, he said to the disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so that nothing is lost. Okay, now, that is important too, because what he was trying to show them in that sense is that, look what we started out with when, when we took this fish, uh, and look what we ended up with afterward, how God multiplied it. So <clears throat> he's basically saying trust in the Father because whatever you give or, or whatever you release uh, is bas basically back. If whatever you're going to sow, you're going to reap a harvest much more greater. And when you bless it, God's going to bless you more than you've been a blessing. All right. So another point in this message is <clears throat> notice Jesus didn't tell the disciples to go back to each of the family members. After they finished eating and request money in return for the food that was given, he didn't do that. For the food that was given was freely given. It came from the Father. All right. All he said was gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Nothing goes to waste, basically. But in this teaching, Jesus was basically also um, illustrating that. I came as the second Adam, and <clears throat> the Father's intention was never for us to toil for anything. Everything was freely given. So there's a lot of teachings in, in these uh, parables or in, in, in the Word of God. <clears throat> now, if you, if you um, read in John, John 2, I believe it's chapter 2, Verse 14, Jesus uh, saying here, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. 
I go to prepare a place for you. All right, so stop right there. So he's basically saying, um, he's telling them in a sense that where you're going, you're not going to have to pay for anything. So let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is basically how God had established the earth with the first Adam. Adam didn't have to pay for anything. God was his, well, God provided all the provisions. And Jesus basically reminding them, hey, listen, where I go, there's many mansions, and I will, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. He's not asking us, okay, now, now make sure you save up your money so you can buy these things when you get to heaven. It's not needed. It's not, it wasn't needed here on earth. Greed caused this uh, cycle that we bought into the world system. And I say cycle because it repeats after generation and generation after generation and generation because everybody still walks in darkness. Everybody does not understand the truth. Jesus came to bring the truth. The truth is he, the father and us are in the new garden if we can understand and tap into the teachings that God had, had uh, provided in his word. The problem, we don't open the book. If you don't open a book, you're going to remain in darkness and you're going to remain in this world system. And for, for some of the some of us, <laughs> we bought into it into the point where it makes sense. Okay. Reality is, God never intended for us to have to pay for anything. All things were freely given. It's greed in the heart of man is the reason why we are buying and selling and paying for things. All right. Now, watch this. Listen to this truth as it is written in the uh, book of Luke. Chapter 12. Verse 16 through 21, New King James Version. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentiful, right? And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? Okay, so my, my thing. Uh, my crops, basically, he's saying, he's taking ownership for the crops that... Uh, God has blessed him with. All right. So watch this. Verse 18. So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. Verse 19. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Now watch, 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 watch what God says. Verse 20, but God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then those, then whose will those things be which you have provided? So <clears throat> God is basically saying, you don't understand. You, you're trying to hoard all this uh, crops and goods that I have blessed you with 
that I have freely given you, basically, and you're going to keep it to yourself? God, this is God's words. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Wow. Mm -mm -mm. Verse 21. So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So <clears throat> when we don't put God first, and secondly, when we take what we were blessed by him and hoard, we're doing it to our own peril. We're, we are doing it to our self and, and putting our own soul at jeopardy when we do these things. You know, brothers and sisters, we have missed the mark from the beginning. And therefore, people are starving in this world today. Marketplaces, stores, etc. We've taken something that was never intended to be sold. We put a price on it and deny our brothers and sisters access to these products if they don't have mammon or money. The good news is Jesus is with us. He had came to bridge that gap. We are in the new garden right now. Heaven on earth should be happening right now in your life. It can happen when you put God first and allow him to make provisions for you. When you're doing it in your own self-work, you're going to toil, meaning you bought into the world system. We, are, we should not be walking in that system. We should be walking in the spirit. Jesus says, my ways are higher than your ways, meaning my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. I am on a kingdom level, a kingdom system, and you're working in the world system. It's not going to it's not going to work like that. To be blessed by God, you have to put him first and you have to think on the things above. All right? So I'm going to end this message by saying the new garden is here and now for those of us that wants to tap into it and walk into that blessing that God had originally uh, orchestrated from the very beginning, problem was with the first Adam, he fell. But the good news is we have the second Adam, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Believe in me, abide in me, and all these things will be added to you. This is Jesus. This is his words. I just kind of cut it a little bit short, but the same meaning. Put God and Jesus first. All things through Christ. All things through Christ. He is our rest. We should rest in him. All right? So, Jesus, when we rest in Jesus, he will make provisions for us. When we do it our way, we're going to toil, we're going to work hard, and we're going to keep spinning wheels. And this cycle will continue to go on, and we're just passing it on from generation to generation. All right? So, my prayer is that it reaches those and and. These words will sink deep into your mind and into your heart so that you can be blessed by God. 
All right. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. God bless.